You just knew it was going to be a gospel singer that came to the defense of William Murphy's debauchery. Your church in Atlanta, Georgia, you guys know how to bring in a new year. You guys know how to celebrate. What a way to celebrate. I wish I was there with you guys. Let's talk about it here on All Things Theology. Cue my theme music. All Things Theology. All Things Theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta get that theology to God. Holla because this is how we do it at All Things Theology. Yo, grace and peace, and welcome back to an episode of All Things Theology, where this is your host, K-Dub. And today, we're going to talk about William Murphy. We're going to talk about Diedrich Haddon's defense of William Murphy. Let me just say this. I don't know why, for some reason, when it comes to gospel artists, they are some of the most debased uh, professors of the faith. If you want to just see debauchery on debauchery, uh, check into the lifestyle of quote-unquote gospel artists, which is where William Murphy's background is, background is right? Uh, you know, these, a lot of these people will sing in the choir while at the same time being involved in uh, multiple adulterous relationships, homosexuality, uh, drunkenness. It's almost like Romans 1 was written specifically to many gospel artists, not all, but many. Um, well, I was sent a video recently where, well, back up, let me back up. Just in case you haven't seen the content I've done, I have responded to William Murphy's club service. And then William Murphy made a uh, defense of his club service, and I responded to that. Now we are at many people making a defense of William Murphy's club service, which, of course, Diedrich Haddon had to come to the defense. And so without further ado, you, you know us. We, we like to get right into it. So let's check it out. Shout out to my brother, Pastor William Murphy, and the entire Dream Center Church in Atlanta, Georgia. You guys know how to bring in a new year. You guys know how to celebrate. What a way to celebrate. Now, again, we want to remind you of what happened at this event. Because uh, Deidre Haddon said, you guys know how to celebrate. You know how to bring it in a year. Remember, these guys were... Uh, playing worldly music and, and 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 not just like oh you know the temptations right <laughs> i'm not calling it, you know but the base ungodliness lyrics in the church and 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 dancing provocatively might i add you know i mean you wouldn't have known the difference if you walked in there if it was the place of god or uh you know some strip club some club you know um and so he's saying this what a way to celebrate <laughs> My goodness, this is already bad. Let's let's get more into it. Wish I was there with you guys. I bet you do. And we're gonna see. Uh, you know, I'm gonna explain why. This is Diedrich Haddon, who uh, I know. There's a video that go that has went around. I'm not gonna play it just because it's it's even more debased than the William Murphy's uh, club service. Uh, yes, I'm not even calling that a church service, a club service, where you have Diedrich Haddon grinding, uh, dancing sexually and provocatively, uh, although with his wife in public. And some people say, well, it's with his wife. It doesn't matter. Okay, look, keep your love. <laughs> when you want to get that sexual, keep it inside in private. Because when you make it public, now you make it everybody else's business. It's, it wasn't just a peck on a, a cheek, right? You, I mean, my goodness, uh, the way he was dancing, I mean, it, it should not be done by Christians. Not in public, at the very least. Okay, you want to do what you do in private? Hey, that's none of my business. 
you know, but when you make it public, now it becomes a saint's business. And so let's keep going. The Bible says there's a time and place for everything under the sun. And certainly, surely that was the time to celebrate, to dance, to shout, to cry, to laugh, just have a good time. And that he says, you know, the Bible says there is a place, you know, he's quoting Ecclesiastes, right? There's a place for everything under the sun. It's never a place for debauchery. It's never a place for licentiousness. It's never a place for antinomianism. It's not a place to gyrate to. It's, it is never a place to bring worldliness into the church. And to, as, as long as we're, we're saying, hey, it's a good time, you know, you want to have a good time, you know, you know, hey, don't bring Christ's name under the umbrella of we're having a good time. You know, you know, what's a good time teaching the saints of God how they should thus live. No, I'm not anti-dancing. I, I, I think you can dance and do it and, and shout and give praises to God. Because let's, let's be honest, nothing about that was praiseworthy to God. I, I don't doubt you were, you, were, you were shouting and dancing, but to whom? Bezebub? <laughs> right? We talked about this. The, the gospel mystical? Who are, you, who, are you, who are you shouting and giving your praises to? Not God. Not, not with those lyrics. Not with that gyrating and dancing. Again, it's okay to dance in in the in the house of God. It's okay to shout, but we have to have our shouting and dancing uh, in accordance with how the Bible tells us to. Um, and so, yes, yeah, just not shouting and gyrating. You can do that anywhere. Um, but he's going to give more more further <laughs> uh, interesting uh, defense of this. Was the place the perfect place to keep perfect. people out of trouble? They weren't in a club acting up. They weren't somewhere on the street cutting up. They were in the house of God, celebrating God and dancing and having a good time. You know why they didn't have to go to the club? You know why they didn't have to go to the club, Diedrich Haddon? Because they brought the club to the church. The church doesn't have to go to the club when the church brings the club to the church. And so, he's, well, you know, they were getting out, of, staying out of trouble. But, uh, to whom? Okay, you didn't get in trouble uh, from a worldly standard. But let me know. Let me let me tell you who you were in trouble with God. And it is much worse to get in trouble from God than man. You, you, you can't say this is the perfect place to do this, to bring worldliness in the church. No, that is the last place you should bring a worldliness into. And that is the gathering and uh, the meeting house, the meeting place. Of the saints when we collectively come together to say we are going to worship the Lord. What about that was worshiping God? What does, uh, you know, mystical shake it fast or watch yourself have to do with praising God? What does a uh, swag surf have to do with praising God? See, you know, you know, categorically what we're being offered is a, a you need to accept this as divine worship. I categorically reject that. We're, we're, we're defining worship unbiblically. Because we need to worship. Worship is not just an outward emotion. As long as you're kind of hyped up in some kind of experience, worship first and foremost is predicated upon the truth, truthfulness of God. So in the Bible, uh, you have uh, Nadab and Abihu who offered up their strange fire. They offered up worship accordingly in Leviticus 10.1. Any way they desire to. And guess what happened? 
they were roasted. God consumed them with his fire. So we again, we don't have authority to make up worship how we want to. We have guidelines in scripture and it must be on the truth of God according to that which he has revealed. Has God said, hey, you know what? Hey, it's okay to bring in the things of the world as long as you say it's in my name. No, absolutely not. God has not prescribed that as a matter of worship in his house. Good job, Pastor William Murphy, because you know who you are called to. You know the congregation that God has assigned to you. And you know what it takes to keep them excited about being in the presence of the Lord and being in the house of God. I have extreme problems with that. Let's first and foremost say, uh, deal with the issue of uh, William Murphy's calling. He see fundamentally what Diedrich Haddon saying is William Murphy has an exclusive calling that is fundamentally different than the rest of those pastors uh, or pastors out there. Hey, you know, um, God has called him to this, even though the Bible doesn't outline William Murphy to do such an act. Right. He's fundamentally saying William Murphy uh, has a, 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 you know, a particular duty that doesn't detail the rest of us, right? Uh, doesn't detail the rest of the pastors out there. Again, no, no one is exempt from, from the calling of God. Um, though God may have people doing different things, right? We're, di we're, we're uh, different members of the body. No one has an authority to do uh, uh, ministry, I would argue, anti-Christianly, differently than what the Bible prescribes. Um, and, and second of all, he's, you know, you know how to get the people excited in the house of God. Notice what got them excited. Go listen to how they reacted when they were singing their Christian songs versus how they did when Swag Surf, Mystical and Walk It Out came on. They were way more excited when those songs came on. But notice what got them excited. Not the things of God, not scripture. Not the gospel, because that was missing from the whole event, even though apparently 150 people got saved. That's what we're being told to accept, even though it was no gospel. What got them excited was the things they could go to the club and get. See, fundamentally, many people want to turn a worship experiment, uh, worship service into that which you can go and get other way, other places. I remember hearing a story where one person, you know, they uh, they constantly went to these experiment driven uh, worship services, right? And they, because they were constantly looking for something to uh, emphatically get their emotions riled up. And they said they went to a Taylor Swift concert and they got exactly what they were getting at the church service. Fundamentally, my friends, that should not be the case. We are not just telling people to come to church to get their emotions wild, riled up. See, that's fundamentally why people get burned up. They get their emotions riled up on Sunday. And by Wednesday, they're burnt out because you've told the people they should constantly look for this experiment, but you only offer one day for it. But when you tell the people of God, it is not about your experience, not about your emotions and feelings. It is about the truthfulness of God. Guess what? That stays. The truth of God stays regardless of how you feel. Again, I am not anti-emotions. I am not anti-experience. But we have to have something greater because people are getting that in the world. The same thing. They're getting their euphoric feelings uh, met at an all-time high at secular concerts. You know, people, little, uh, uh, Elton John concerts. You know, you can get people emotional. 
And so nowhere in scripture are, is this the case where we're just getting people riled up on an emotional high. And then, you know, uh, just getting them excited about the things of God. Uh, and when I say that, I mean that which is outside of scripture. I mean, I, I'm all for getting excited about things of God. The holiness of God should get you excited. The sovereignty of God should get you excited. The love of God should get you excited, my friends. You That should get you excited. You know, fun, I'm sorry I'm ranting here. But fundamentally, we've tried to get people, we're trying to get pagans excited about paganism. Fundamentally, we're being offered a pragmatism. A pragmatism says, hey, if it works, it's true. And th that's essentially what we're having here. You know, if it gets them excited, then it's a good thing and we should celebrate it. Absolutely not. Even, you know, even if it's unbiblical, you know, so I, I reject this. So let let's keep going here. And that was the appropriate time to walk it out because you're going to have to walk this thing out this year by yourself there's going to be times when you have to navigate through it swag and serve you know just making the gospel relevant to the culture we don't make the gospel relevant to the culture by turning the gospel cultural you don't make the gospel matter of fact where are we called to make the gospel relevant we preach the gospel we are ambassador for christ what is an ambassador? Ambassador is someone who's just sent to proclaim what the king has sent. You know, in biblical, in biblical days, if an ambassador was to change the message even a little bit just to make it more palatable, to make it just a little bit more likable and acceptable for, for the king, that ambassador would be beheaded. We do not have the authority to change the contents of the gospel message. Death, death, burial, resurrection. Repent and believe in that or, or perish. We don't have, we don't, we don't make it more relevant. See, the culture is always ch changing to the relevancy of man. We, we, we present the gospel first and foremost to God. We're declaring this message. This is God's message. And we are representatives of God's message. We are rather we're, we're, we're to declare what God has said. And so, again, you know, we hear all the time. We're just trying to be relevant. You know, even churches change the church name relevant. That shows fundamentally your church is worldly. It's culturally defined and, and based. My friend, I don't want to be relevant because because guess what? To the next culture, you're going to have to change to their relevant to their relevancy. You're going to have to keep changing. But if you just preach what the Bible says, right, we have the same message despite the ever changing relevant culture. You know, we don't have to look. We don't have to have our Bible in one hand and newspaper in the other seeing, OK, the church, the, the culture is relevant. It's changing. Now I have to change the Bible's message. Absolutely not, sir. People that are judging are in violation. Of Romans chapter 14, I can give you many scriptures, but let me just give you 14. The first verse, it says, don't jump all over people the minute they say or do something that you don't agree with. Now, I don't know what Bible verse uh, he's reading, but let me actually read. He must be uh, the Deidre Haddon version or the message version. It says, as for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him. Do not quarrel over opinions. And, and if it go, you go down and read it, it's on, on matters of food, not about bringing licentiousness in the church. Right. Uh, this is this isn't about a matter of opinion. The church shouldn't be worldly. And, you know, you know, they shouldn't judge, even though he's making a judgment about those who disagree. The Bible says judgment begins in the house of the Lord. 
we should first judge Christians for what they're doing. You know, the world's going to be the world. The world's going to be pagan. They're going to do their thing. But when you start bringing that in, that's when we have a problem. That's when the church categorically, universally should speak up and says, absolutely no to this church here or self-proclaimed church. I can't call what happens in that a church. I can't call William Murphy's uh, building a church because of the thing that goes on, not just with this event. Blessing same-sex union baby dedications, blessing abortion or promoting abortion. I, I can't, I defending Carlton Pearson's uh, heresy. I can't defend this man, you know, um, very interesting. See, because you want to hold people to this, whatever rules and regulations that you have. Yeah, yeah the Bible. And we're going to get to that in a second. Yes, we're holding people who claim to be Christians according to the Bible. How, how dare we, right? How dare we hold them according to the Bible? People are shocked. You, people are shocked, you know, when, when you hold them according to the Bible. Then they want to they want to quote the gospel of Tupac. Only God can judge me. That's not in the Bible. God's not your only judge. He's your finally, final judge. But Christians are called to judge one another. Biblically, not just because you wore a blue, uh, blue, uh, blue shirt, right? Nothing silly in that judgment. But we have a biblical judgment. Right. And it's and a matter of fact, it's not our judgment. It's what the judge meant. Right. And you want to impose or enforce that on everybody. Yes. Yeah, Bible. Be careful of that judging spirit. It'd be jumping on a lot of folk. Be careful. It reminds me of David's wife who sat and watched him dance in the presence of all the people. And she had something negative to say. You shouldn't have been dancing. David was not dancing to uh <laughs> to what's uh he wasn't dancing to the Botrus Nations music. See see the comparison. We're not just mad because Christians are dancing, right? We're, we're again. He, he this is this is where you uh you uh you're cutting off the argument. What have we categorically been saying? You're bringing worldliness in the church and dancing to that. We have no evidence that David was, matter of fact, we're told he was worshiping. And not just this worship, how Diedrich Haddon's defined it, defined it. David was not dancing to the nation's debaucherous music. There's no evidence of that. So, again, it's not just because you're dancing, not just because they were dancing. Well, look how, one, look how they were dancing. You know, I, I saw someone up there. <laughs> I'm not even going to say what they were doing, but uh, again, even if they were dancing in, a, in an appropriate manner, maybe it wasn't club-like-esque, right? It still had the club music in the church. Before the Ark of the Covenant, she got her behind cursed because she should have been dancing with him. So, so, so listen, listen to what's being said. We, sh we not only should have been dancing with him, it's almost like if we're not agreeing with this, we're cursed ourselves. You, you see what the exchange we're being offered? Not only can you not have a different opinion about this. See, see, notice he's actually doing what you say you shouldn't do. He's imposing his regulations and rules on us. Even though the Bible is actually categorically against Diedrich Haddon, it's against William Murphy. Now we're being told we need to accept it. Otherwise, be cursed and you should have been joining in. I'm not joining in that mess. <laughs> you got to keep your mouth off stuff you don't understand. See what I'm saying? David knew what it took to get the Ark of the Covenant back in the camp. Because David was the leader. And William Murphy is the leader of his church. 
Now William Murphy is being category compared to David dancing again. You cannot compare the two. I mean, my goodness. Uh, and he know what it takes to keep the glory of God there and keep people excited about being in the house of God. Again, David's excitement was filled about the worship of God, the truth of God, the character of God. Not just excitement for excitement. This is what we say to Deidre Haddon, man. Wait a minute. Who are you? No, 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 no. Boy, ain't no way, boy. Boy, ain't no way, boy. No way you're comparing this to what David did. You know? Because no, notice, what, what, David, when the spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, not when swag surf comes upon my heart, not when mystical comes upon my heart, you know, when the spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will dance. That's not what happened at William Murphy's church. You get your mouth off of other people's assignments. And that's all I got to say. The year is going to be a wonderful year. Don't spend your time judging people. Focus on what you're called to do. Because great things are going to happen for you when you focus on your assignment. Let's go. I never get why people say, you know. You know, they'll, they'll call people out for judging, but that's in a judgment themselves. You know, focus on what you're to do, even though you're calling out people who's again, they're calling you out, which would contradict what you're saying. Because if you were really focusing on what you're saying, you wouldn't even said anything. So what about our assignment? Right. What, since we get to make up Christianity how we want. Right. Why can't I just say, hey, look, God's given me this personal assignment outside. He spoke to me. You wouldn't have any defense, but I have scripture on my side. You have your feelings. You have your emotions. Let's get into scripture real quick before we bring this to a close. You know, we got to get it. You know, we got to go to scripture. First scripture, Second uh, Corinthians, Second uh, Corinthians, chapter six, starting at verse, verse 14. It says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers for what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness or what fellowship has light with darkness? What accord has Christ with Belial? Or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? Yeah, you had many people in there who they just came for the event. What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Another verse, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. And this is a good verse. It says, therefore, prepare your minds for actions in being sober minded. You can't call that what happened in that sober mindedness and sober minded is not just referring to uh, being intoxicated, although that does apply. It's the sober minded in, 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 in light of God's truth. We are to live. Uh, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children. Do not be conformed to the passions, to your former ignorance. Do not be conformed to what you were doing, right? Going to the club and uh, and, and enjoying lyrics that that uh, debase God's name. Don't don't go back to that, Peter says. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in your conduct. We're, we're not to be excited about the things that God hates. Be holy, God says. Since it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. Question for Diedrich Haddon, William Murphy. Would Jesus have done this? I, I really want to know what, you know, we will WWJD, right? What would Jesus do? Would Jesus have played ungodly music in the midst of the people of God at the gathering of the saints? I'm actually scared on the answer I would get from some of these people, right? 
uh, verse 18 goes on to say, knowing that you were ransomed. Notice it. You were ransomed from the futile ways inherited for your forefathers. Right. But now with the perishable blood of Christ, like that of a lamb, a, a, without blemish or spot. Man, we're, we're verse 22 is good. Having purified your souls by obedience to the true for sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. I would argue what was going on there was not loving. You are not loving your brother by encouraging them the things they, they got out of. And some of them ain't got out of it. They still go to the club. They might have been in the club after that event. Again, we do not win the world by becoming the world. As it has been said before, uh, the church has so much looked like the world. When the world puts up the mirrors, all they see is themselves. Because the church today in many, not all, in many circles are just like the world. You can't tell the difference. They're doing the same things. They talk the same way. They have the same vernacular. Right? They love the same things. Again, no, we are in the world, right? But not of the world. Be different brothers and sisters. Hope this message was helpful. Hope it encouraged you. Till the next time, grace and peace. Yo, grace and peace. Thank you for watching another episode of All Things Theology. If you enjoyed what you heard today, go on and give me a like. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell. I promise to give you weekly lives, videos, interactions, exposing false teachers, sharing with you, the viewer, my theological beliefs, things about the culture and the Bible. So if you're here for that, come on and join us. Also, if you would like to support this channel financially, you can do so by becoming a Patreon member or a YouTube member. Links are in the description below. You can see content before it drops. You can also have Q&A sessions with also other Patreon members, YouTube members as well. So if you would like that, hit the description link in below.